Welcome back to Generally Assembled, your favorite Republican podcast. Uh, again, I am Jason Gottesman, joined by Neil Lesher and Representative Jesse Topper. The fact that anybody would have a favorite House Republican podcast would mean they would have to listen to more than one. Well, but you know, actually, that brings me to a very interesting topic because we do have a lot of very interesting and uh, and 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 worthwhile uh, podcasts for mm, people to be listening worthwhile? to. I mean, not not more worthwhile than this one, okay. but certainly if you're interested in state government, Torin Ecker, Representative Ecker, has a podcast. Mm. Um, did you know about uh, laws that uh, mm. maybe people don't know about that much? Um, very very interesting. Uh, Fresh takes with uh, Joe Kerwin yeah. is uh, focus on on freshman lawmakers. Um, and uh, and there's several others. That well, there's another one that maybe Jesse will actually like. I think Matt Dowling has one that's just dedicated to the Second Amendment. Oh well, that would be that would be exciting for my district. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like that. No. In there. I apologize to Joe. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, it's, uh, no. But you know, look, we like to plug. Uh, Torn, on the other hand, no. I. I I'll apologize to Jeff. Jealous well, there's, Jesse. There's, there's, there's similar Jealous models Jesse. out there, which uh, you know we're trying to, to trying to trying to trying to make a name for ourselves out here in the uh, Republican podcast world. It's a small universe. We're a big fish in a small pond. We're, we're happy to do it. We're happy. Well, let's you go, know, we're, let's we're really, go swimming. We really do provide a taxpayer service here. With still this. waiting on Joe Rogan to reply to my uh, the promo tape that He's I sent. He's been a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we're here in uh, budget hearings, um, and uh, you know we were talking offline. I was asked by a reporter if there's any news that come out of these things, and really, that's it's it's nothing but news because uh, really, for the first the first and only time during the year, is the administration required to sit down for essentially like an ask me anything uh, s- session. So um, not only is it on the budget, but it's also about oversight over programs, how things are being spent. For instance, last year, the, the answers that came from uh, the Department of Aging, Department of Health, Department of Human Services led to the now ongoing investigation of the their handling of nursing homes during the pandemic. Already this year, we've already seen during the, the first three, four days of budget hearings, three days uh, that we've had so far this week, a lot of news. So, Representative Topper, you're a member of the Appropriations Committee. Sort of what, what sort of stuck out in your mind so far? Well, I think it's what we thought coming out of the governor's budget address, which is that he, he basically made up numbers, right? He, he overinflated the future revenues. He underestimated the future expenditures. And that's what we're finding out from the secretaries, the ones who actually know their budgets, which not all of them, but, but the ones who have answered the questions understand that, look, even the Department of Corrections admitted that the numbers that they gave in October, which showed an increase in expenditures in the out years, those are the ones they stand by. So we know what this was. This was a governor in his last budget proposal spending a lot of one-time money to create new programs without any thought of moving forward. But guess what? These agencies will still be here. This General Assembly will still be here. We still need to have budgets after this one that are balanced. And I think that's what we're getting out of this first week, which again, is not a surprise to us. It's actually confirming what we thought. Yeah, I think we had um, a number of members get up and try to, to drill down on specific line items and say, you know, for our state correctional facilities, do you really think that the costs are going to go down next year? And the secretary kept him in and hauling. And look, these secretaries are in a tough position because they can't sure. throw the governor under the bus. They work for the governor. Yeah, they're, they're stuck between telling you know, the truth and having the governor's back. And those things are usually mutually exclusive. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I think actually uh, Representative Clint Allen, who's from Tioga County, summarized the frustration that a lot of the members uh, we're we're feeling uh, and actually Chuck we have a clip on that why don't you play that we all see what's happened here um, the numbers were given to the governor's office he's leaving they're gonna flatline the, the numbers moving forward there'll be increases this year um, but uh, I think that we need to be real with the the voters of the Commonwealth and the people that entrust us to their tax dollars 
Um, you know, and I think what Clint is getting at there is like, you know, some people have kind of called it like the two-step, but maybe because this is Pennsylvania, it's really like the budget polka. Huh. Um, but like, you know, we they're dancing around the numbers, and Clint's it was know, actually is actually Secretary Redding last year yes. who came up with that. So it was, it was one yes. of the governor's own secretaries. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's frustrating because it's like, can we just talk about real numbers in reality and craft a budget like House Republicans have been doing? This guy <laughs> is on his game. <laughs> the appropriation staff does a great job this week of, of preparing questions and, and ordering very good food. Yes. <laughs> Which, I tell you what, anytime Chad Weaver is in charge of food, it's going to be good. The other night, Progress Grill. Uh, I told him I would give him a shout out on the podcast. He said, Topper, you got to try the pork chop. And I, I, admittedly, I don't eat pork chops out a lot because that's something you can make at home and usually, quite frankly, not very good at a restaurant. He, he gets a pork chop and he gets a crab cake. And let me tell you something. They were both dynamite as guy fietti would say off the hook yeah. good so yeah, chad, chad thank you he knows his food you, you can add chad to the list of people that does, has never had an impossible whopper Abs no <laughs> well, the man listen he was he was afraid one of one of our colleagues got him to try zucchini because it was fried <laughs> and he said it was amazing he's like i don't eat vegetables but it's fried so this is fantastic <laughs> well uh going back to flavor country um <laughs> <laughs> flavor town, yeah, flavor, flavor town, town. yeah, flavor town. Flavor, flavor country is what uh, flavor fl flavor country is where you go when you start smoking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, to check with uh, Representative Diamond on that. No, don't you don't have, to, don't have to worry. I was a long time smoker. Uh, I've, I've given it up subsequently. Um, You've gotten all healthy. Uh, Ever well, since the vegetarian girlfriend, you know, I, I always said it's really, it's really easy to quit smoking when you got a bag of chemotherapy over your head. But um, <laughs> brutal. Well, true. He brought it out. Yeah. He brought it. He uh, played the card. Neil. Well, uh, you know, look, if you got a card, you got to play it, right? That's a good one. Everybody That's a does. Good one. Um, but, but, uh, but, but more, more back to topic. I think, I think one of the the, the interesting things going back to being stuck between having the governor's back and telling the truth and, and really being transparent about what's going on in Pennsylvania is also sort of the lack of the ability for, for these department heads to really know what's going on within their departments. Today with DCED, uh, Representative Lawrence was talking about something with the, I think, the Chester Water Authority and how DCED was playing a, a part in that, and the secretary had literally no idea. There was a question with the Office of Administration, and they're basically just their appropriation, and the, yeah. the secretary had no idea about that. Take it a step further. doesn't even know his own budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. not, not just what's going on, but how they pay for it. And Jesse, I think you brought a clip on that. Do you want to cue that up? Absolutely. Yeah, let's take a listen. My next question is for uh, Secretary Newsom, Office of Administration. So we're seeing here in the, uh, the governor's executive budget book that you're seeking a $1.24 million increase. And we have a small portion of that that is reserved for non-recurring benefit costs. But that leaves a million or a million plus for continuation of current operations. Can you kindly describe why you need those additional dollars? And I'll, I'll further mention that that is an increase of 10%. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. What line item is that? We're looking at your overall budget. You're looking for an increase of $1.24 in, in the Office of Administration, I'm, I'm not familiar with that okay. specific line item. Okay, you, uh, can, well, I, you, you can get back to me. And, and, all right, well, I think, you know, I think we'll just let that speak for itself. Um, <laughs> it, it certainly <laughs> was the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced in one of these budget hearings. What you're saying That's saying something. That's right. <laughs> yeah. saying something. Well, look, yeah, we even went back at the, at the end and said, look, this, you know, we gave him a kind of another go at that and said, just to, just to make sure we're clear, we're talking about your line item, the only line item you have in the budget. It's only like $10 million. Yeah, and, and he still 
didn't know. It wouldn't give an answer. And and look, I think I think that shows that. Honestly, when, when some of these secretaries come before us, they understand that the, that the governor's proposed budget is so flawed and, and has no chance of being enacted. I'm not sure they spend any time on it, which, you know, we just heard a little bit of a classic example. Well, of I just kind of reminded, listen to that, of uh, sort of like a, 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 a mafia response. You know, I want to talk about your budget. What's a budget? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and look, I, I worked in an administration. I can certainly say from, from that perspective, typically agencies don't know the final budget until budget day when the governor releases it you know they submit what, what they would like to see and then the governor's budget office comes up with the final budget i think this year that's being highlighted more so than ever you know the, it kind of got up to the governor's office and voodoo magic was being done to the budget and you know complete piece of crap. magic well yeah it is it's voodoo it's its own but, thing well whatever really it's a dark arts it's a different well, that that's magic? a whole well, magic's not dark arts necessarily like, look at like, Harry Potter. All right, Doctor that's Strange. Dark arts. That's no, dark no, no, no. That's, that's, that's wizards using magic against the dark okay. arts. Wow. No. I don't, okay. <laughs> now, there's, well, a, there's <laughs> a dark side of the force, but we won't get into that. No, we're not, not doing this Star Wars. No. And this budget is Tom Wolf using the dark arts against the taxpayers of Pennsylvania. Nice. Well, boom. The, the last seven years have been Tom Wolf using the dark arts against the taxpayers of Pennsylvania. No, but he's been stopped by the good, what do you call the good magic? Well, except for those two years where he, like, was Harry decided Potter. that the law didn't matter. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're during the pandemic. He's like, I don't care. I don't right. care. What the <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm not gonna do a Star Wars reference. It's not gonna happen. Anymore. No, because Neil and I don't understand those. That's okay. I don't understand either. But yeah. I just use the right words in the right combination. Well, I'm gonna get into this magic thing later. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of confounding things, <laughs> uh, one of the other things that we learned this week, which I thought was kind of amazing, was uh, during the, the testimony from the Department of Corrections, um, they were asked about you know the governor's, what I've called the Vax Cash giveaway on this podcast, and they admitted that it cost the Department of Corrections $8 million and that it only increased their vaccination rate amongst employees by 3 to 4%. And I actually did the math on that, so that works out to about 630 more employees getting the vaccine, and the cost would be $12,700 per additional employee that got the vaccine. And when when you you kind of say that number, it's it's mind-boggling over the last two years how government has just thrown money at 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 what they perceive to be problems, and it's massive amounts of money. And and I I still contend government has done everything wrong. We heard that today in the DCED hearings when when all the studies have shown. That the lockdowns were wrong and, and they keep coming back and say well look at the time at the time this is what no at the time there was a group saying this is wrong this is what it's going to cost us you know I, I find it I, I find it ironic that that a secretary can go back and say well look that at the time everybody was saying this no that's not true the the house republican caucus was standing up on the floor we i think we were in session 13 or 14 weeks trying to reopen everything because right. we knew that this was where it was going to rot that we knew this is where we were going to be in two years so I, I don't I don't uh, subscribe to the fact that everybody was on the same page and shutting everything down because we certainly weren't. Right. And vote after vote after vote, yep. House Democrats were siding with Governor Wolf in keeping businesses, schools and people's lives shut down. Yep. And now we see the results of it. What, what we're almost on day 815 days to slow the, slow the spread. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly spending $8 million to increase vaccination rates from 4% really isn't that surprising from the same administration that literally shut down the farm show complex to store rotting PPE. It, it, I think that got brought up too. Yeah, that did. Yeah, that did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well. You're on a roll. I'm, well, I'm sorry. My, my son was sick yesterday. I wasn't watching a bunch of hearings. Well, no, I thought that's why you were bringing it up because you were, you were just reinforcing what we did. 
I was. Let's yeah. go back. I was watching Pokemon yeah, yesterday. Right. Just, was, <laughs> you were um, doing your job from home, which apparently, according to DCED, 77% of their employees are still doing their job right, from right. home. So you can, you But can, they're not actually studying it or have any metrics to know no, whether they are. Whether it's working or not. Well, I like how their, their rationale was like, well, actually, they're out in the communities more. And they're interfacing with local governments. Well, if the idea from working from home is to protect people from having COVID-19 and coming together in mass you know, gathering settings, then why are they out? In the community, talking to people, can't they do that in the office and go back Don't out? Don't try the field? and figure it out. Don't try mm. and figure it out. It's confounding. All right, so are we playing a game? Yeah, we're playing a game. You got right, my yeah. list. Oh, pocket size right. list. Yeah, it's all right. I, had, I didn't want to print out all the papers. You know, when you print stuff off the internet, sometimes, especially with these newspapers these days, you get like the three-page news stories and then eight eight pages of clickbait ads. You're saving taxpayer dollars. I, I oh, am. Boy. That's I just, right. You know, it's a podcast. You have to describe for people what's going on. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So right. I got, a, a, I got a, a pocket. Well, it's not pocket size. I fold it and have to fit in my pocket, but a small piece of paper here with a few things on it. All right. Um, let's do it. All right. So this game is, uh, is the headline talking about Pennsylvania or someplace else. Okay. All right. Quote. Uh, well, it's not a quote yet. This, this place quote, is, u- is usually seen as a left lefty outlier after we have handwriting. The school board recalls may make it a bellwether. Is that Pennsylvania uh, or no, elsewhere? It's it's California. They're yeah, is that San Francisco, Francisco That is, in fact, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, they're doing Which is remarkable. I think I saw it was they're like doing seven. school board recalls in California. Yeah, well, they got Francisco. recalled three of yeah. them in San Francisco by and with 70% of the vote. That's I'm remarkable. You, so if people like that shows like the far left liberals in San Francisco are starting to fight back. that shows how education is transcending Democrat and Republican politics right now. Because you can't tell me that that's a bunch of Republicans doing that at 70%. And, in and it also San Francisco. Well, and also it's interesting because they can't find <laughs> any uh, Republicans Afterwards, somebody said that it was that this was driven by white supremacists oh. and um, racists. And um, the funny part is, is that in San Francisco, where this recall election happened, illegal immigrants can actually vote, and they did vote. <laughs> so you're having illegal immigrants who are tired of their progressive left-wing school board uh, ideology telling them what to do, uh, and people still can't believe it. So well, one of the groups that, that stood up was Asian Americans, because one of the things that the San Francisco School Board was looking to do was end merit-based admission to their honors high school, uh, which had an adverse impact on Asian Americans living in San Francisco. So they came out in droves yeah. as well. Another one. Is this Pennsylvania or elsewhere? A city council member, quote, introduces bill to reinstate vaccine mandates. I mean, that could be Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'll say Pennsylvania. That's good, though. It's not Pennsylvania. That's that good. Washington, D.C. Oh, oh okay. brilliant. Okay. The yeah, Senate right. government. So, not because, so, but listen, I mean, I think the Democrat, Joe Biden has seen the polls. Like, all of a sudden, mandates are getting rolled back like like crazy. And I think they, you know, it's done. Yeah, mandates everywhere. I mean, based on the San Francisco uh, recalls, you know, this week my phone was getting blown up by a bunch of my friends who were all like, hey, my kid's school's going back to mask optional, you know. And I think Philadelphia just tried to roll out a new, um, a less restrictive policy, although they have this, like, four-tier system where indoor masks are still required for everything but when there's, like, zero COVID cases. It's not red, green, and yellow, is it? No. no. Okay. No, 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 we're, <laughs> no, we're off that. No. Thank God. Well, All right. There's a flashback we don't need. All right. See if you can read your handwriting. Number three. One. Quote, the Democrat brand is so toxic. End quote. Oh, I just saw this. Oh. Oh, you just saw it? 
Does that mean Pennsylvania? It is about, it's about rural Pennsylvania. Yes, it's about rural Pennsylvania and how uh, Democrats in rural Pennsylvania, one, are fleeing rural Pennsylvania, two, feel increasingly outnumbered and alienated and isolated, and three, how even in suburban communities, um, the Democratic message is not... What, what has permeated in the past is no longer palatable currently. So this is something where I, I think you're seeing this change in messaging. You're even seeing here uh, at home, but even like uh, I think it's shocking that Beto O'Rourke, who, what, three years ago was saying, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s now that he's running for governor of Texas again, says, I just want to protect the Second Amendment. Right. Um, <laughs> be, be, because they've realized, I mean, look, is it is it genuine? Absolutely not. It's right. like Tom Wolf calling for a corporate tax uh, cut. Right. It's not genuine. Right. Um, they know it's a reality. It's a reality right. that their messaging has not worked, and that's why right. they keep going back to certain talking points. But but they have nothing new to offer, and they're seeing that. Right. Yeah. Just like changing on voter ID. Just like changing yep. on a bunch of different things. The the Democrats are starting to learn that the best way to get elected is to be Republican. There we go. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> It'll be a good year for it. Yeah. All right, well, that's all I have. That was all fun. Right. That was fun. That was a good one. That, that op- broadens the horizon a little bit that it can be anything other. But it, will, will Chuck still be able to play the cool San Francisco music, yeah. at least on the first one? Yeah. And uh, when we talk about Washington, D.C., you could just do the wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're giving the professional tips on how to edit. Well, well, well. I mean, we do work in communications. <laughs> since we, got, we got this usually, podcast this far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth Topper. Oh, oh, by the way, I, I do want to address uh, something that happened this week. At the very first hearing that we had, uh, there were some audio issues going on. There, there was a technical failure, one of our pieces of equipment. I was getting inundated with calls and text messages and emails, but it really got serious for me when Jesse showed me the text from Ruth. And I think it said, uh, tell Neil to get off his butt and get this fixed now. <laughs> and, I said, and I like said, that. reply yeah. to Ruth, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like she can't hear what's going on in the appropriations hearings. I'm, I'm still not entirely sure that wasn't Representative Topper on one cell phone texting his other cell phone. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. The, 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 you know what, though? Neil did. Neil we got fixed. The action we got, got it fixed. fixed. So, that, that, Congratulations. Well, look, it was, uh, we started off rough. We re- we've ended it not only this week, but also this podcast. So, <laughs> Thank right. God. Well, that's uh, generally assembled for this week. For Neil and Representative Topper, I am Jason Gottesman, and you can listen to this podcast where all your favorite House Republican podcasts are found at www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts, still on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and where all your favorite podcasts are found. All right, we're out. My blue